Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. I'm feeling a little extra punchy. <laughs> I'm feeling a little extra punchy right now. Woo! I just got to like rein it in and we're back. I'm kind of a little sad actually that not everybody is going to be able to see the picture that I'm just about to hold up. But let me start off by saying, I think I'm going to call this sucker. I'm going to call this episode. Can I get a do-over? <laughs> Can we all just get a do-over, please? <laughs> if my calculations are correct, you might be receiving this podcast episode right from my heart to yours on New Year's Eve, December 31st. Now, look, I know all the marketing people and the smarty pants strategic people always say about your content. Don't say dates in them. Don't necessarily talk about world events or whatever, because then it dates it. And if you want to repurpose it, but like, I just kind of, I don't know, I just do things my own way. And there's no way that I can talk about New Year's Eve or the end of 2020 without referencing like some points in time and what's been going on. But here's the deal. This picture I'm about to hold up, I'll describe it for those of you who can't see it. But if you want to see it with your own eyes, you can do one of two things. You can either go to the YouTube video <laughs> where, because all of my podcasts, for those of you who listen, right, who don't watch, who just listen, you can actually watch these as well uh, on YouTube. If that ever appeals to you, you can go and watch me sitting up in my room like a little weirdo. Because sometimes I have little graphics and little funny things that I show you guys. So if you want to see a picture of this, you can do that. But you can probably also go to my um, either Instagram or my Facebook page because um, I'm probably going to post this picture there as well. Uh, so it's Karen Kenny Live, L-I-V-E, if you want to go find me. All right. So this is how I, I keep thinking about 2020. And I keep thinking about just like the insanity that has been this year. And it, I have this picture. Now, those of you who follow me, you know that uh, I do not have any human kids, but I currently have six furry kids. I have four dogs. I, I was going to say two cats. Oh, I only have one cat. Ugh. Four dogs, one cat, and a bunny. <laughs> a, very, a very bossy little bunny whose name is Binky Buttons. And Binks, Binks is basically the little bunny queen of Binklandia. She rules the roost. And but I have this picture of two of my dogs. And so it's Buck. So Buckaroo, Buckminster Biscuits. Uh, so Buckminster Buck Biscuits. So Buck is uh, basically up on the couch. So Quincy, who's our black pug, I'm describing the picture. Just stay with me. It gets better, I swear. So Quincy is our little black pug, and he's the biggest of everybody. But Buck, who is actually the smallest of everybody, he's the oldest. He's kind of the alpha male. 
And he is actually the last one that you would actually want running the show because he's so neurotic and anxious and such a little weirdo. <laughs> so this picture that I'm about to hold up, just picture it. Here's Quincy minding his own business, laying on the couch, resting on a cushion with his little head on a cushion. And Buck just comes right up and sticks his ass right in Quincy's face. <laughs> so it's this picture of little Buck just basically cramming his butt right against Quincy's face and like shoving Quincy's head right against the back of the cushions. It's the funniest thing if you see it. And not just because I think they're wicked cute because they are, but it's a wicked funny picture. So go check it out. So those of you who are watching, you see exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm like, this is what 2020 did. 2020 came right up and just stuck its ass right in our face. Like that's what it did. It's like, oh, oh, you think you're going to have a year with your little resolutions and you're going to start off all like whatever, right? Yeah. They're like, hello, pandemic. Hello, election year. Hello, uh, racial, like, which trust me, I'm so happy that a lot of the, these things, not necessarily the pandemic, but I'm talking about so much stuff that came bubbling up to the surface this year really needed our attention. Like it was time. It was time to cut the shit and like, let's get really real and honest. But you know, when we were kids, <laughs> you know, when we were kids, I don't know about you guys, but you know, when you were kids, like we would make up games all the time. We used to play this game called Buck Buck. I'm not even going to get into it, but if any of my, um, any of my childhood friends are listening to this, especially the kids I knew from North Andover, you know exactly what Buck Buck is. And we used to play this game at the Kyle, Kyle Thomas Park and it was insane. And it was literally like, I, I think back to how many childhood games were actually not designed to accomplish anything other than to just hurt one another, like to just physically maim and destroy and damage one another. And Buck Buck was one of those games. But when we were kids, we would just make up games all the time. And one of the great things about that is like, you would just make up the rules as you went. And adults have a version of this too. Like I know, I think in golf, there's something that's called a mulligan. Like if you have a crappy shot off the tee, you can be like, call a mulligan. So like you get one more shot or one more chance to like hit that sucker and it doesn't go on your scorecard. So it doesn't mess with your handicap and stuff like that. So 2020 is kind of like, can we just all call a mulligan? Can we just get a do-over? Can we just like all just go back and hit the restart button? But here's the thing, there's no going backwards, nor should we want to go backwards. What we want to be focusing on now, since we can't, right? We can't go back and get a do-over. And like they say, even though we might want one, right? Like you ever just like think back about something you said or something you did or a choice you made or a choice you didn't make, you know, and, and like about regrets, you know, I have a whole episode on regrets. Um, and you just think like, shit, man, I would give anything to have a do-over, to do it better, to get it right. And I think that's what 2021 is giving us a chance to do. I think it's giving us a chance because, excuse me, we had a lot of, let's call it, I'm going to call it wake up calls. I think we all had a lot of wake up calls in 2020. And whether that had to do with um, the government, our health and well being, our job security, how we have to be able to be more pliable in our businesses. We have to be able to, I don't even want to use the word pivot, man. That word's just being overused to death. But I do believe in the permission to pivot. So let me just say that. But this ability to change, like, right, right, like all of my in person events 
like got shit canned and now everything's moving more to virtual. I already work virtually um, with my one-to-one mentoring clients and spiritual mentoring. So that part of my life hasn't changed, but my in-person, my ability to get in person, like in the physical room with people, that's really changed. So we had, had to learn how to like transition into a new um, a new way of connecting. And I think that's really what I want to talk about too, is in this desire to have a do-over because, you know, whether we blew it or we wish we just had more information at the time, I swear I would have done better if had I known like that. Because there's a lot that we now know. And I think as we move into 2021, we have an opportunity. And look, I, I would probably say this about any year. So whether you're listening to this right on the actual recording day uh, or you're checking it out in February, right? 2020, whenever you, whenever the sound of my voice in this episode lands in your ears and lands into your, your head, your your ears, your your heart, your home, I think it's applicable. I mean, I think we can have a do-over every single day. So in a lot of 12-step programs, they say you can't build a better past, right? You can't go back and build a better past, but what you can do is take And whether it was like, whatever happened, (laughs) whatever the information that you received, whatever the information or the inspiration or the influence or whatever that you got, you can now make more informed decisions. You can move into this next hour, this next day, this next week, this next month, this next year just way more intentionally because we got wicked clear in a lot of ways, I think, what wasn't working in 2020. Not only 2020, but I think 2020, it's kind of like, you know, this is kind of a gross analogy and I apologize, but, you know, it's just like the zit finally needed to be popped, right? Like it was like the boil, it was time. Sorry, that's kind of a graphic thing, but I don't know. Anybody else out there, like anybody else watch that show Pimple Papa, Dr. Pimple Papa? So many women I know, I don't know why, we love stuff like that. Guys are always like, you guys are gross. (laughs) But I do, I just think like, no other way to say it, things came to a head in 2020. And it's stuff that we can't unsee. It's stuff that we can't unsee. And and I talk about this, um, you know, I used to be um, a concierge. I might've already talked about this on a previous episode. I can't remember, but I used to be the concierge at the Hyatt Regency in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And man, did I love hotel work. I have so many stories. Holy Jesus. Some fantastic, some not so great (laughs) about being in the hotel business, but I loved it. Like I thrived there. I had a lot of fun and being a concierge was one of my first tastes of power. (laughs) That's a story for another day, but it was wicked cool. But because I was really interested in um, I was really interested in hotel work, but I was also just really curious in general. I one time saw this show where people kind of like went around and they were like germ testing. Okay. So they were like going to all these different places and surfaces to see just how many germs like lived on things. So they would like spray the thing down and then like blue light it, you know, like the, the glow light, the black light. So you would see how bad things were. And I'll never forget. They were doing one on hotel rooms and I was like, oh my God, I I'm fascinated. Right. So they go in and let me just say this every human liquid that you could imagine that could be on a bedspread comforter (laughs) like that thing lit up like it was glow in the dark right it was like oh my god so to this day the first thing i do when i go into a hotel room is i peel that i take it right off and i've already told the story i apologize but i just take it right off but my point is it's like and i take it off because i can't unsee it 
I can't unsee what I saw on, I don't care if it's a five star four, I don't care if it's a wicked high end establishment. First thing I do is take that top comforter like off the bed because <laughs> I can't unsee it. And there's just so much that happened in 2020 that we can't unsee. And I think a lot of, you know, what's coming up, it's the, the beautiful thing about it is I'll say it like this. So even though it's a shit show and even though it's been deeply painful and even though we have seen such incredible civil unrest and so much injustice is coming to the surface and so much brutality and violence against people of color and all, like Harvey Weinstein and the Me Too and just like women using their voices and like, you know, the election of, you know, like the, the whole, like all of it, you guys, it's all coming up into our consciousness because it needs to be dealt with. And of course of miracles, we kind of talk about it. Like it's coming out of the darkness into the light. And so since we can't technically get a do over and go back, right. And fix the, the stuff that's already been done we do get to make better choices moving forward. And, and if this is helpful to you at all, I'll share a little story. Um, and I may, have, I may have shared this on another episode, I don't remember, but. So my meditation teacher, Ishwaran, uh, Eknath Ishwaran, um, he talks about it like this. He talks about like, if you've done something in the past that you regret, that you can't go back and fix. And he uses, I always thought it was like the funniest little example that he used, but he says like, maybe you were dating somebody or you were in relationship with somebody and um, they had a little dog. <laughs> now, I don't know why anybody in their right mind would call a dog ugly. Cause I'm just like, you've got issues, but that was a little judgy, but I kind of stand by it. Okay. <laughs> I remember somebody one time when we were walking our dogs and little Quincy Magoo, our little black pug, and I'll show, hold up the picture again for those of you watching. You guys look how cute he is. Oh my God, Quince. <laughs> um, and we were walking our dogs and somebody literally said out loud that Quincy was ugly. And I was just like, I was torn between like wanting to punch him in the face, which I would never do. I'm not a violent person. So that's like, I kind of, I say that and it makes me laugh, but I was really just like, how could you think he's ugly? But anyways, and we're back. So Ashwaran talks about how, let's say you were dating somebody and they had a dog and you somehow insulted the dog and called the dog ugly. And he says, and then maybe say that relationship ends or you guys get into an argument and the whole thing falls apart. And then you move away or they move away or whatever. And he says, you know, when you're trying to like do it better, he's like, you don't have to then go back and apologize to that dog, <laughs> to that one dog or that one person. Because let's say you don't know how to get in touch with them. Let's say somebody passed away. Let's say they're unreachable for whatever reason, right? He's like, you don't have to go back and apologize to that one dog. What you do is you are kind to every dog you meet from that day forward. Once you have the awareness of what you've done, you move forward making better choices. And I would say you move forward choosing love instead of fear. You move forward choosing Holy Spirit or spirit as your teacher, which is the voice for love, the memory of God's love versus choosing the egomaniacal, <laughs> right? Uh, voice for fear, which is that's what the ego is. The ego is hell-bent on keeping you separate, not only from your source, whether you call that God or something else, uh, your highest self, or each other, right? It tries to keep you separate. It, it helps you to build barriers to your own awareness of love's presence. And I think as we move forward, we have to ask ourselves, 
How can I do better? And a lot of how we do better, I really believe this, you guys, is the quality. It's the quality of a lot of things. It's the quality of how you spend your time, right? Meaning like, do you have a daily spiritual practice? Do you have some way where each day, so I think of it about it like this, and, and there's lots of different analogies for this, right? You could say, um, we are just, we, we are not the water, we're just the faucets. So we are the, the means that the water flows through. We are the channel, the conduit, the delivery system that the water flows through. So we're simply the faucets, God, source, love, whatever you want to call it, right? Is the water. Another way of saying it is that we are the lamps, but God source, right? The divine love is the electricity. And I always say, but we don't light up. We don't light up and be the light of the world until we plug in. And the way that we plug in each day into the consciousness and knowing of who we truly are and what purpose we serve is by daily spiritual practices, prayer, meditation, contemplation. Maybe it's yoga and breath work. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's spiritual reading, right? Spiritual fellowship. And that one right there, the spiritual fellowship, it is one of the most important aspects. So my, my meditation teacher, my, one of my spiritual teachers, um, Ashwaran, as I was saying, uh, you'll hear me quote him all the time because he has completely changed my life. Um, but one of the things that he talks about um, in his book, Passage Meditation. So I've been a, a student um, and a practitioner of passage meditation for like over 18 years. Um, and one of the things he talks about in his eight steps of the spiritual life of eight, it, one of them is spiritual fellowship. And I actually did a whole podcast on this called um, the importance of spiritual fellowship. So like, go, go listen to it, but it's all about the importance of spiritual community and who you surround yourself with. So I would say like, you know, are you taking time each day? right? If you want to have a do-over, which you technically kind of can't, but you can do better, <laughs> like moving forward. As we're moving into the new year, you guys, we have to get like wicked. In. Well, you don't have to do anything, but this is what I'm saying. You want to be happy? You want to be more happy and peaceful? I would say, here's some tools that I'm offering to put into your spiritual toolkit. All I can do is, is share the tools. I can't make you use them. I always say to my, my mentoring clients and to, um, my, my people that are in the nest, my spiritual membership, I always say to them, like, all I can do is show you the tools. I can lay them out on the table. Or, you know, if you ever had an uncle or a brother or whoever, it doesn't matter the gender, but anybody who had like a set of tools that they would like hang in the garage, you know, sometimes they would have those great like outlines on the pegboards of like where each thing went. I freaking love that to this day, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I can show you the tools. I can show you them. I can say, hey, here's some tweezers. Here's an Allen wrench. Here's a flathead. Here's some pliers, right? Here's some wire cutters. Here's a sledgehammer. Here's a thingy, right? Uh, but I can't make you use them. I can't make you pick them up. And it's not enough just to know that the tools are there. We have to put them to use. We have to move from the head to the hat to the hands, right? We can't just think about them and talk about them. Like enough of that. 2021 is asking something different of us. And it's asking us to choose to make choices that are wicked intentional, that we slow down enough that Holy Spirit has a chance. The spiritual team actually has a chance 
to guide you in your decision-making so that you're not going to feel like you need a do-over because you're going to be making choices from an inspired place. You're going to be taking inspired action that feels like divinely aligned. I always say the assignment is alignment. And in 2021, stuff that's not aligned is not going to work. Like I'm not the friggin' authority on all things, but it's just my gut instinct that the bullshit, all the stuff, all the like, all just the crap that we've been like being fed from a thousand different places. In 2021, I really believe that if you're not showing up genuinely with true care, with a true desire to connect, I think we're going to see more collaborations. I think we're going to see more people realizing finally, hey, I can't do this alone. We need each other. And of course in miracles, we talk about that all the time, that the only way that we go home is we all go home together. We don't get to exclude anybody. Nobody like the forgiveness game is gotta be on point. So we got to have all this stuff, all this stuff that's being churned up, all the stuff that's coming, as I would say, out of the basement, <laughs> right? All the stuff in the basement that we've, everybody's been hiding as individuals and as a country, because that's all that a country is. It's made up of a bunch of individuals. And if a bunch of individuals are sick, if, if they're not right, if their minds aren't right, if they aren't attuned right, if their energy is off, if it's all about me, 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 and get mine and get mine and force and all this bullshit, like it's not going to work. We're already seeing how it hasn't been working. So 2021 is like this beautiful opportunity to get wicked intentional. So if you happen to be listening to this on like New Year's Eve, what an incredible like time to be able to sit down like every year on New Year's Eve, right? Like I don't go out, like even though I'm married to a professional musician, my sweetie, um, I, I stopped going to his gigs a couple of years ago because on New Year's Eve, I just like to get quiet. I think this is maybe the first time in a gazillion years that he hasn't had a gig. That's a whole other story, how the music business has been just decimated by, by the pandemic. But um, I like to just get quiet. And I literally, I take out one of my notebooks. I have these big notebooks that I, I love and I get all my pens, my colored pens and markers and stuff like that. Like, and I sit down and I literally think about what do I want my daily life to look like? Right. Like, so literally I wake up in the morning and then like, what do I, what do I want to do throughout the day? And I always ask my clients this and people I work with this, like if you could write down like what, what a perfect day for you would look like. And I'm not talking what's actually possible right this second financially or whatever, but literally if you just let the little kid in you, if you just let that part of you that dwells in possibility and dwells in magic and miracles and you just said, okay, what would a perfect day for you look like? then I write that down. And then I kind of match it against like what my current state is or my current reality is, right? And then the thing is, is that now I have something that I know I'm working towards. So my spiritual team is already boom, like put on the job. And you hear me like talk about spiritual team all the time. If you haven't listened to that episode too, like you can go check that out. I, I talk about it all the time. And spiritual team and the kind of stuff that I'm talking about right now, this is the kind of stuff that we talk about in the nest right? It's a spiritual membership because we are actually spiritual beings having a human experience. And it's the human experience part that we have a wicked fucking hard time with because being human is an ongoing problem. So part of what we're trying to do as we move into this next year 
is can we show up wicked intentionally? Can we show up in alignment with the divine? Can we get quiet enough inside so that we can receive our divine instructions? We all have, and of course, a miracle says an individual curriculum. We all have our role or story or assignment that we have been given to like play out here. And so our job is to get quiet enough through, hello, DSP, daily spiritual practices, to listen and to receive. As Robert Brown Tagore says, I say it practically every episode, everything that belongs to you, everything that is yours, it will come to you if you create the capacity to receive it. So, so much of this work is creating the capacity to receive, I believe, our individual curriculum. Call, I call, also call it your ministry. I call it my mission. Call it your mandate. Call it your, um, your messaging. Whatever it is, right? We have to be open for business. And that's a whole other episode. <laughs> Got to be open for business. But that's what we're trying to do as we move into this new year is we're not going to get a 2020 do-over. And actually, we shouldn't. 2020, just like holy Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> so, but we can take what we learned from 2020 and we can put it to good use. As they always say, not failure, feedback. But we have to be committed. We have to be dedicated, determined, disciplined, and devoted to being servants of love, to being instruments of peace. And it's been really, I think, challenging in a lot of ways because of the way I think that 2020 has sometimes been talked about and they keep talking about because of the pandemic, right? Like social distancing, social distancing, social distancing. It's like, no, 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 no. We want physical distancing, right? Physical dis distancing makes sense. But socially, personally, heart to heart, we want deep connection. That's how we're going to heal. Intimacy is what heals. Never forget when my friend Marianne C. told me that. Intimacy heals, not information. So we got to take the information that we learned about ourselves, each other, this world, this pandemic, our government, racial inequality, brutality, sexual massage, all of it, all the stuff that was put on our plate and brought, we can't unsee it. <laughs> we blue lit the shit out of America. We're just like, oh my God, black light. We've seen all the stains. Now we got to do something about it. And we can't just, you know, we don't always say to people, you don't have to fix the whole world. You do have to fix your own personal space, your own personal corner of the world. We've all been given our own individual gardens to tend to. And it is from those gardens, though, that we could just selfishly feed ourselves. Or we can take the bounty from our gardens and feed each other. But we have to go first and we have to become leaders. We have to be, first of all, self-led, right? But we, we learn to be self-led by gathering together with other people. Again, physical distancing, but not distancing of the hearts and the minds. There's lots of ways for us still to connect socially, virtually. And of course, it's not the same, right? Look, trust me, I know, like, especially as a yoga teacher who is um, very hands-on, you know, one of the reasons why I haven't moved my yoga and writing workshops online is because it's so, it's like, it, 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 I'm a hands-on teacher. I love to get right up in there. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, how can I recreate this experience? And I'm still working on it. I'm not defeated. I haven't given up. I'm trying to figure out like how I can do it. Um, that's like a little sidebar, by the way, PS. But what I'm trying to say is, as we're moving into the new year, 
who you spend time with and how you spend your time and resources is like wicked important. We want to be so incredibly intentional, intentional. And for me, I want to spend time around people that give me buoyancy, where I feel lifted by their love. I feel lifted by their presence. I feel like I have been um, 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 lit up, right? That, like from the inside out, I feel elevated by being around them. And that is always my greatest hope. Anytime, like anytime I get on this mic and open my big mouth, I always say in some way, I hope to elevate them. And whether it's through, you know, educating or entertaining or um, enlightening something, right? Like that's always my hope. Can I leave the place better? Can I leave the people better, the animals better than when I first got there? And it's one of the reasons why I created The Nest. It's one of the reasons why I created a monthly membership, an ongoing membership, where people can kind of come in and start to integrate and implement the spiritual principles that so many people talk about but don't live. It's easy to talk the talk. Walking the walk and putting these spiritual principles, whatever your tradition might be, whatever faith background or no faith background you come from, all I know is this, the way that we heal and the way that we get better is by deepening our connection to self, to source, and to spirit. And it is from that place that then we can go out and actually connect in an intimate, true, vulnerable, valuable way with each other. We tend to our own garden. And then we tend to a lot, you know, when they do like those little gardens in the cities, like I'm not talking about like a whole farm, right? But like, you know how like they have little like plots in the city. And so like all the people from the neighborhood come together and grow stuff. And it's like, hey, I have kale. Hey, I have tomatoes. Hey, I have zucchinis. Hey, I have cucumbers. Hey, I have peppers. Hey, I have onions. And I just think like, yeah. And when I envision the nest, like I always do this, like I cut my hands, like I'm holding a baby bird. I always cut my hands and I always say, you know, we're always being held in the soft palm of the beloved. And when I, when I make this cupping with my hands, I think this is what I wanted for the nest. I wanted to create a safe place where people could come together. And not only that, like I particularly wanted to do a membership because I knew I could make it more affordable, more cost effective. And I know that there are people, you guys, you don't understand, like I get stuff from people all the time. Like just like today, I got a message from somebody, um, um, a DM, when somebody said, uh, I'm an, I'll change some of the information, um, but I, I would never share the name, but they just said, hey, you may not know this, but um, one of my young family members, um, like, you know, 14 years old, committed suicide. This is the kind of... Um, things that people reach out to tell me, people who I've never even had a conversation with, right? People feel safe somehow sharing that information with me. Strangers have been doing it my whole life. I'm not saying it like, oh, I'm so special. But I think one of the things I'm really good at is creating a safe place for people to fully show up and to share their stories and to hope to find some meaning right? Or some help in finding meaning in these stories. And that's my whole story to your glory process. And the reason why I'm talking about this, you guys, is because after the shit show that we all just saw in 2020, we realized the old ways aren't working, going it alone, doing it ourselves, trying to hustle and force and push through and make money the bottom line and make this the most important thing. Those days are over. We need each other. 
I need you, you need me. We all need each other. And I say it practically every time I do a podcast or speak. Ram Das, in his beautiful quote, the spiritual teacher Ram Das, when he says, we're all just walking each other home. And for me, that's what the nest is. It's a safe little home for people. And I'm not, I swear to God, you guys, yes, I'm totally transparent. You know me. I'm reopening the doors to the nest um, in January to the public. I only open it up twice a year. So if you're somebody who's interested in that, I always tell you, you can DM me, you can send me an email, Karen at KarenKenny.com, but that's not why I'm telling you this. I swear to God. I'm talking about the nest because I think these kinds of places where people come together, because even right now, people can't go to church. Most people right now can't go to their yoga studios, their places of worship, the places where they would go. Right now with the holidays, I know you just came off of Thanksgiving and Christmas and most of you, I'm not saying all of you because I don't know how much social distancing everybody does, or I should say physical distancing. Um, but there's a lot of grief that's happening right now. There's a lot of grief that's happening right now because people weren't able to see their people. Right now we're grieving the loss of traditions. We're grieving the loss of being able to gather at the holidays. We're grieving, right? The ability to be around the ones that we love. There's so much grief and you know, new grief triggers old grief. And so there's probably a lot of, oh, I just picked up. <laughs> you guys can't see what I just did. Hold on. I gotta get my water. There's so many people who are having experiences where old undealt with trauma is resurfacing. And I know so many people, the one thing, the two things that I hear a lot of people saying to me repeatedly, well, I say, say three things, is number one, I keep hearing how exhausted people feel. A lot of people feel wicked tired, just like bone deep tired. A lot of other people, the word I keep hearing is overwhelmed. A lot of people are feeling really overwhelmed. And a lot of times those things come from, I'm not saying, I'm not blaming it on anybody. I'm just acknowledging. Sometimes it comes from feeling like we have to do everything on our own. Like I have to figure it out. I have to do I, I, I. And I always say to people, when we get caught in that loop of I, 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 like I got to drive the bus. I got to do the thing. I got to, I'm like too much I, not enough God. Too much I, not enough of the divine. Too much I, not enough of the universe, right? Too much I, not enough spiritual fellowship. So we want to start to kind of gather around us good quality people who are doing this work, who are doing self-introspection, who are taking a look at the choices that they've made, who are trying to be more socially minded, who are trying to make a difference in their communities, people who not just want to lead their own life, but want to lead with love. And I think that because we can't, I always say like, sorry, we don't get a do-over. We, we get no mulligans. <laughs> 2020 is not giving us a technical mulligan. Hold on. Or maybe I got it wrong. Maybe 2021 is the mulligan for 2020. <laughs> maybe that crap shot that just happened. But I think a lot of valuable stuff obviously came out of 20, 2020. And I think, you know, with the change of... Um, with the change of presidency, with the change of, and, and like some beautiful things, some beautiful things, some history making things have happened. So I think like, I'm not saying it was all, it was all, it wasn't for naught. I think it was like, I think it was the universe holding up a mirror to us saying, hey, you got to get your shit together. This, this, this way, this way isn't working. So I think that the next question then becomes, and then I'll let you guys go. 
what do I want my do-over to look like? If I'm getting a mulligan, if I am getting a mulligan and I get a do-over for 2021, you definitely don't want it to be like this, a replay, replay of 2020 coming up and sticking its ass right in your face. <laughs> it's like, you know, so we sit down, maybe get out your notebook and you ask yourself, what do I want? What do I want it to look like? How does it look right now? And then how do I kind of like get there? And just know that we can't get there alone. And that spiritual fellowship is a very powerful way. And again, I'm not saying join. You, yeah, you want to come join the nest? I am more than happy. Open up the doors. Like, come on in. And we can talk about that. But like just finding your people, getting wicked clear about what your true priorities are, what really matters to you, who really matters to you, right? And part of it has to extend beyond just like the five people right? What we would call in A Course in Miracles special relationships. We have a lot of special relationships that are, that are basically causing the breakdown because a lot of people only care about their kids and their family and their people and people that look like them and sound like them and love like them, right? Sexually, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's not going to work. That's the old way. That old paradigm, those old programs, they are not working, my friends. So we're being called and we're being given an opportunity to do it over in 2021. And we want to get really serious. And I always say, you can get, you can be wicked serious and still have a wicked good time. I always say this to people in, in spiritual mentoring, like people often, like they find out like I'm a spiritual mentor and that like, I talk about these kinds of things about God and forgiveness and trauma and uh, rewriting our stories and mindset and mind training and discipline and all these things. And they'll just be like, um, you, you must be really serious. And I'm like, I'm laughing all the time. They're always surprised at like how happy I am. And I said, look, I learned a long time ago that you can have a deep connection to God and still have a wicked good time. I don't take myself too seriously. I take this work seriously, but I don't take it so seriously. We laugh. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun in this work. My clients and I, we crack up all the time. And in the nest, we laugh a lot. And there's tears and there's hard work and there's all that other stuff. But so I guess that's what I'm saying. You know, ask yourself, what, what do you want for your do-over? How do you want it to look? How do you want to serve? How do you want to serve others? How do you want to serve your brothers and sisters? How do you want to start to show up and step up and use your voice and make a difference in the world? And it doesn't always have to look like some big grand fucking thing. This isn't about the number of your followers and being an influencer and doing all these events. It's not that. We like we can make such a huge difference just by smiling at the cashier, by saying thank you, by being kind, by being courteous, by maybe buying somebody else's lunch or holding the door open or sending a little handwritten note saying, hey, I appreciate you, acknowledging each other. Remember, remember like I just think like kindness doesn't cost us jack shit. It's free. It's cheap. It's easy. And this is how we're going to heal as a country. This is how we're going to heal each other. But we don't get, we can't do it alone anymore. There are certain things I always say, nobody can do this work for you. This spiritual work, nobody can do it for you, but you don't have to do it alone. I know because I'm a spiritual mentor and this is the work that I do. And part of it is so that I can walk along beside you on this way that you've chosen for part of the way for part of the way until you get your bearings, until you get your balance back, until you get your feet underneath you. And then that's the whole thing. Like I always say, like, I want people to go out into the world and create their own little nests. And I don't mean like memberships, but in their families, create a safe place, create a safe place for your neighbors, create a safe place for the kid down the street. 
Be inclusive, be inviting, be kind, be open-hearted, be open-minded, forgive each other, say you're sorry, own your shit, own your brilliance. Like, let's go. 2021 is like, mm, it's calling to us. And I think we're ready. I know we can do this. I have, I don't know, maybe I'm naive. <laughs> maybe I am stupidly naive, but I will say that I have faith in the sonship. I have faith in, faith in God's kids. I believe that we can awaken from this dream of separation and we can really start to get, oh, I've been writing this story of separation. I've been listening to the wrong teacher. I've been listening to the voice of the ego. I can choose love instead of this. I can choose peace instead of this. I can choose to be miracle-minded. That's part of the do-over. So I'd love to hear from you guys. You know, what, what, what you would do for a do-over. How might, how are you, not even how might you, how are you consciously, consciously making inspired choices through getting quiet, through listening deeply to the inner teacher that lives within your own heart. Cause this isn't about also doing it everybody else's way. I'm going to do a whole podcast probably about that, about trusting your own inner teacher, trusting your own inner wisdom, trusting your own inner knowing. That's what's being called. So it's not about following the systems and the structures and the ways of everybody else, but it is about getting around people where you feel safe enough to show up honestly, vulnerably, intimately. So you come to know yourself, your source, and your spirit in a deeper way. And then you go out into the world from that place, from standing on your sacred ground and knowing who you are and why you're here and then getting down to business. So you guys, I wish you a most glorious 2021. I hope that we surprise the shit out of ourselves and each other. And I hope that kindness and compassion rules. And I hope that love starts to become the bottom line. And I hope that love is the thing. You know, when I think about the story of the three little pigs, and it's like, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And I think, yeah, we don't want to be building houses on sand anymore. We want to be building houses on rock. We want to be like building houses on the foundation of love. So that's the thing. Like uh, this is the year where we got to double down with conviction, double down in faith, double down in love. And I hope you have the most incredible new year. May we all be happy, healthy, healed, whole and holy, because that is our natural state. That is who we are as God's kids. So from my heart to yours, Happy New Year. Here we go. Let's see what we can create. Let's see what we can get done together. I love you. I see you. I celebrate you. I am so grateful to having you in my life. If you want to know more about The Nest, please don't hesitate. Reach out. Uh, let me know. I, I cannot wait to welcome in some beautiful new peacocks into our little flock, our little pride of peacocks <laughs> into The Nest. Uh, wherever you go, wherever you go, leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite part was or what you found most helpful. 
You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.